Since graduating with a master's degree in fine art in 2011, Nathan's work has been exhibited in various group shows and contemporary gallery spaces, as well as featuring in the Turbine Art Fair, Cape Town Art Fair, and FNB Joburg Art Fair. In his work, Fearon is exploring heightened states of behavior with a focus on how this manifests in groups, crowds, and congregations. Thank you so much. It's such a privilege to be here. Um, yeah, um, it's not easy being an artist, and I can definitely empathize with Vincent van Gogh. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not easy to find your place as an artist, and especially being a Christian, trying to figure out where do you fit in the church. So when uh, Dan and Stala asked me to speak, I went looking for an artist in the Bible, and at first, uh, I really struggled. The closest reference I could find to painting was when Jesus uh, spat in the ground and got some mud and spread it on someone's eyes, which is, <laughs> which for me was quite cool because it brought back someone's vision. But uh, so there was a significance in that. And I, I used to have a, a lecturer who used to say, all that painting is, is, is spreading colored mud on a canvas. And, and we know that's, that, it, that it's actually much more than that. Um, and uh, uh, another thing that the same lecture used to say was that art had no economic or social function. And for me, uh, he found it very amusing. But uh, for me, as a believer in Jesus, and believing that God has made us for a purpose, and that he's given us our talents and abilities to impact the kingdom of God, and uh, more specifically our, our context, and mine being a resident artist at Newcomen Church, Bryanston, uh, I really felt that uh, th there must be a place for an artist in the church. So I, I dug in deeper, looking for an artist in the Bible, and I found one. Uh, does anyone know who I'm talking about? Sorry, I used to be a teacher, so I do sometimes throw a question out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I found his name was Bezalel. Um, at right at the end of Exodus, um, and he's an unsung hero. He wasn't a prophet, he wasn't a king, he wasn't a warrior, he was an artist. And um, it's uh, Exodus 31. Uh, let me just quickly read it. Um, the Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability, intelligence, with knowledge, and all craftsmanship to devise artistic designs, and it goes on to say all the things he's going to do. Um, and I've given uh, and work in every craft. That's what I want to point out. So, I mean, it's, it's quite amazing the, the bouquet of talents God put in this guy, and it, and it was for a purpose. Um, uh, just to give some context, uh, um, God had liberated the Hebrews uh, from slavery in Egypt, and they were being led by Moses. Uh, they were in the wilderness, they were grumbling, uh, homeless, and they were prone to building idols. So uh, I think God wanted to implement some of his culture uh, to lead them and guide them. So he decided that he needed a, a focus point for his presence. So he wanted to make a dwelling place. It was called a, a tabernacle. Um, and uh, so this is God living amongst his people. And why not have a, a beautiful... Uh, um, focus for his, for his presence, the tangible presence of God, the tabernacle. Um, 
and we today, uh, we, we, are, we are so fortunate, we are, um, God, God's presence is within us. And it says in the Bible that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And as someone who's a creative, and, and I've, I've made something with a bit of fear, you know, uh, it's just something uh, you do when you have utter focus and reverence for what you're doing. So uh, I think that's the kind of focus God wanted uh, for his tabernacle, and that's why he blessed Bezalel in the way that he did. Um, and the opening lines of that passage is very specific. Uh, call him out uh, by name, by his father's name, and by his tribe. There's no den- denying the directness of his calling, and there's no uncertainty of God's uh, purpose in who he has called. And uh, I, just, I just want to re- hope, really hope that the artist in you, that, that that's just cemented in your heart. Um, and, and another thing that I, I just felt utterly amazing about this text, and in two different ways, um, was that he was filled with the Spirit of God, um, and that he was filled with a purpose. And the purpose was, uh, and, and part of that purpose was ability, intelligence, knowledge, and all craftsmanship. Um, I just think God gave him these abilities, and he was almost like the first Renaissance man, uh, if you think about it. Like, he, he was just good at all of these things, like a Michelangelo or a Leonardo, um, a genius in, in many fields, and it was for the purpose of beauty. Uh, the, the church doesn't have to be plain. Um, it can be beautiful. Um, and, you know, the enemy understands the mechanics of beauty, and often he subverts his properties. But beauty belongs to God. He's the one who invented it. Um, and another thing, the fact that Bezalel was filled with the Spirit of God. Um, uh, he is actually the first person ever referenced to this happened to him. Um, maybe there was somebody else, but it doesn't say it in the Bible. And the only time before this where it talks about the Spirit of God is him hovering over uh, the waters just before he created the universe. Um, so the Spirit of God is intimately linked uh, with, uh, with creativity. Um, yeah. Uh, so where the Spirit of God is, there is creativity. Um, and if we think about Bezal, Bezal, Bezalel being filled with the Spirit of God, uh, we're really looking at the virtuosity, talent, expressiveness, and genius of God. Um, and I think uh, when you look at the creation story, and uh, I think there's a difficulty in, in seeing it in a scientific way. But when I look at uh, the Bible and whenever it talks about creativity, it really is uh, the language of art. It's, it's very familiar to me. And, and, you know, and sometimes, uh, I think it's really been said today, it's, it's very difficult to put some things in words. Um, and I just found a few uh, scriptures that really talks about uh, where we have, I've identified this language of art. So in Genesis 1 verse 4, uh, where it talks about God separating the light from the darkness, it made me think of uh, when I'm painting and, uh, on my palette and when I, when I choose the colors. Um, and, uh, and I found another scripture, uh, Psalm 139, verse 15. Um, we had very artistic language. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. Uh, words like the frame and the act of weaving, uh, forming substance, it implies craftsmanship uh, and artistic deliberation and, and some kind of process. And, and I found the scripture in, in Job where it sounds like God is an architect and one with authority. Uh, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched a line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? And who laid the cornerstone? Um, 
and a scripture that was already mentioned today, uh, that we are God's workmanship. So the language alludes to being formed, made through an artistic process. Uh, the entire universe, including us, are, are God's work of art. And I think the word is clearly describing through God's creation um, that God is a creative God. Um, and yes, you are, the uh, nature creation has been tainted in a way by sin, but it's part of God's plan to restore that. And I feel like he wants to do that through the church, that there's a massive restoration gift uh, on the church. And us as Christians in the church need to claim back that, that creativity, uh, the onus of creativity, um, the newness and the edginess uh, of what is possible in the different fields, especially art. Um, the church needs to be the leading voice in creativity. Um, we need to experiment with new, uh, innovative ways and ideas, and I think we need to cast off some of the restrictions that we've put on ourselves. Um, what I believe uh, Bezalel was asked to do was adorn, adore, beautify, lavish, create the atmosphere of reverence that glorified the presence of God. Uh, this is worship, and so much of the time, what I've just described is associated with music, and that's wonderful. But there are individuals in this church uh, that have talents and gifts um, that, that perhaps a, a space needs to be made for them, and, and in other churches, uh, to be able to worship God and lead others and be a blessing in their community. Um, I'm part of a, an incredible creative team at New Covenant Church, Bryanston, and we've been given such freedom to... Uh, create and explore ideas, and recently we had a conference um, where we envisioned our leaders, and one of the things we did was we wanted a, a visual way to represent the hopes and dreams and prayers for our congregant uh, in 2019, so what we did, we got sticky notes, and sticky notes uh, imply something to do in the future, so we thought it was quite apt to 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 use them, and also for me as an artist, I immediately think it's a, it's a pixel, it's a little square of color. And uh, so we created a, an artwork that the entire congregation could get involved in. Um, could we play that video? record of uh, our prayers that we could pray into and uh, yeah and it's beautiful as well thank you so much